You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number whatever number this is. We don't even know at this point. We're not even sure. No, and the reason is pretty simple. We are uh, recording this a week early. So last week was all about, you know, being at Mac stock and blah, blah, blah. And quite honestly, we're still at Mac stock as we record this episode. But we're doing one in, uh, a week early. We're projecting forward through time. <laughs> and the reason we're doing it now is... I might be busy on Friday when we record. Yeah. Um, you know, I missed last Saturday. Yep. Well, that's yesterday as far as yeah. as we record this. Um, and that's kind of a busy day for me at work. Right. So to make up for it, I may be working the Friday that we would be recording this episode. That's fair enough. Fair enough. So that's what we're doing. We're going to record now. I, 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 I got to be honest. Last week I was talking about car plane how impressed i was yeah and then last night it stopped working for me <laughs> it was one of those kind of mystery gremlin type bugs where there was no rhyme or reason we didn't change anything we're it plays dvds so i put a dvd in it to try to play it and you could hear it but it wasn't displaying anything on the screen and we think that's maybe something to do with wiring up to the parking brake and the uh kind of the legal ramifications of allowing something to to play video while you're driving. Yeah, I think it kicks video to an external monitor, but I don't think it plays it. But I don't know if you if you look in the manual, it clearly shows playing video on yeah. that screen. So I don't know. It's not that I'm ever going to play DVDs in there. I, it's not a thing. But yeah, it still annoys me that it's not doing the way it's supposed to do. So Dana and I were playing with all the settings for a whole ten minutes, <laughs> which for you and I is a long time to be screwing around with something like that. There was an awful lot of brain power being expended on that problem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and then shortly after that, CarPlay just, I'd plug in and it just wouldn't launch. It was just grayed out on the screen and it was just like, yeah, I've just gone home and packed up for the day. No, not doing anything. And uh, I thought, well, it's going to be kind of a bummer driving home from here in Woodstock. Four and a half hours and CarPlay's not working. But so what? Bluetooth's fine. I'm... Sirius XM still where everything's working just not CarPlay big deal and then it didn't work this morning Yeah. but then I get here messing with it it's not working I turn off the car which I've already done that a bunch of times Yeah. and now it's working I don't know why go figure it's goofy just as long as when you get in the car again it's still working then you'll be okay well that's the trick because the next time I get in the car I'm going to be driving I don't think I'll drive straight home. I think I'll probably stop to take a leak or something. <laughs> it's a long I'm way. 47. I'm yeah. 47. I have to stop and use the bathroom once or twice. Um, twice every hour. Actually, I don't think I did all the way up here. I cannot remember stopping anywhere. But the last half hour of my journey, or the last hour of my journey was going country roads. Yeah. Apple Maps decided, ah, you know what? Let's go this route. It's the joys of satellite navigation because... Back in the past, you would kind of sit down with a map and plan a route before you left. Now you just get in the car and drive and go wherever the uh, electronic nanny tells you to go. That's exactly right. I'm going to, you know, there's this thing called the I-Pass here in Illinois. Right. For the tro- toll roads. And if you have the I-Pass, you just keep driving and it RF and it knows you're yeah. there. And I left it in the Honda. But mm-hmm. the license plate I have from the Honda is on my Sequoia. So I'm debating one of two things. Telling my GPS to take me home but avoid tolls, which is probably going to add some time to my journey. Yeah. 
maybe a half hour at the most, but maybe not. I don't know. Or just running all the tolls. I don't have to go through a toll booth. It's on a highway. Yeah. And if I get the ticket in the mail, like, hey, you, well, look at the license plate. I, I have an I-Pass associated with that license plate. So when I came from the airport on Thursday, um, they asked me in the rental center if I wanted the um, to, to enable the electronic toll right. thing. The same thing. Um, and when I got in the car, I could see there was lo- there's like a little arm on it. It says, pull this down if you want to use this. The problem is they charge you a service fee every day uh, on top of the tolls, whether you use it or not. So right. it ends up being quite expensive for not very many tolls. Right. Because I basically I just took that one toll road from the airport to where I was staying that first night. I've not used tolls since. Um, so I didn't have it. And I, I kind of said, well, do I need it? Or can I just pay cash? She said, no, you can pay cash. But the only toll booth I saw, well, I didn't see a toll booth at all. When it came off near the hotel, there was a sign saying, I pass, um, and then kind of a URL saying, um, pay it, pay toll within seven days if right. you don't have I pass, yep. and a website. So I, I presume I have to do that. Um, so I don't know with you whether, even though your license plate is registered, you might have to manually go online and pay the tolls if you if you did that. I have money on my iPass. Right. I'll just say, well, I had the iPass in the car. I don't know why it was. The battery must have died or something. Yeah. Because I haven't used it in a while. Yeah. So maybe that'll work. I don't know. But I, I can imagine it being quite difficult if you cross the country, like many people who've, who've come here to Maxdot have across several states. Most of the states have their own no, system. No, they don't. No? No. Uh, there's one system on the West Coast and one on the East Coast. Here on the East Coast, it's iPass. Right. But they well, call it different things. Oh, state. right. Okay. I was going to say, because I, I know down in Florida they call it SunPass, but is it the same system? It's the system? same thing. It's the same right. system. So if okay. you have an iPass from Illinois and you're down there, it works. Ah, and it just right. okay. charges. Just I presume with a different name, it was actually like a state. But state I don't know that iPass works in like California. I don't yeah. think it does. But okay. uh, So you're going to go on here at MaxDoc in about... Uh, a, Two hours, yeah, a little over two hours. Well, people have uh, said to me they're looking forward to my presentation. I've done, I've had some stuff here on the table to to see. Over well, the, you've uh, got explain, and I don't think we yeah. did on the last episode. Explain what's in front of you there. Okay, so I have um, two um, Internet of Things type portable right. computing devices here. I have um, something called the Pocket Chip. So the chip is kind of like a Raspberry Pi style system it's like a nine dollar board and it's in it's almost a a bubble wrap type thing you would see in a store hanging on a peg exactly it's like an injection molded plastic enclosure that has a battery in it it has a um a touch screen and then it kind of has those kind of clicky um contact yeah it's almost like someone pulled off like the little rubber that would go over the actual key. yeah if you like, kind of if you, if you open a calculator up this is what you'd see underneath right, the, uh, exactly. the the plastic buttons um and it's okay you know it works fine fine enough so this system runs um their version of debian linux it's it's kind of nice as i say it has the built-in battery and the uh touch screen so it basically is like a a linux version of a game boy if you like kind but, of like a homebrew version I don't think that gets people's attention. No. I think what gets their attention is what you have on the exactly. Screen. Well, knowing I was coming here and knowing the crowd, yeah, yeah I thought I need something know to kind audience. of draw them in. And so what I've done is I've, I'm running a copy of Mini VMac on here. And for those who don't know what that is, it's basically uh, Mac OS six, yeah, four to six, like a sixty eight K Mac emulator yeah, in black and white. Yeah, 
but in it's emulating it perfectly. Exactly. Yeah, I I I managed to find a, a version of this that had somebody who does work on the config files to make it fit this screen nicely, right, yeah. so it looks a little bit nicer. And uh, this this uh, device has a USB port in the top, so I've plugged in a mouse so that. So he's it's got a mouse. Properly. He's got a built-in keyboard. Does yeah. the keyboard actually work? In oh the... yeah, well it's fine. Yeah, uh, and That's then I've crazy. got a, I've got a, a cop. I I tried putting Mac Paint on here, but I, the version I got I I don't think works with this old operating system yeah. well so uh, I've actually got a clone of it called Lightning Paint that runs up and uh, you can do the whole black and white paint thing you know where you can sure. spray paint the, the patterns and all of the stuff that we always used to do in a Mac and it, it's amazing looking demo. at that thinking that I work with systems like that and it's just not feasible anymore. I know. Um, but, you know, plenty of people have come up and gone, wow, I haven't seen that in years. And then they go, you know, I had one of these. I saved uh, over a summer $3,200 to buy my first but, yeah, uh, and that was the Mac SE system. and stuff like that. And here we are. It's running in running my hand. And then the other device I have is a um, – I don't know why I'm picking it up because nobody can no, see what I'm doing. Anything, yeah. But it's a uh, micro bit, which is a um, kind of like a, an Arduino-style microcontroller board that's designed for education. And these have actually been handed out to – Every twelve-year-old school child in the UK this year. Now, did you buy that, or was I, that I your bought this Alexander one, yeah. or something? No, no, I bought. I bought this one. He's he was um, a year too old, so he didn't actually get a free one. But these are these again. Are, the the pocket chip I just mentioned. The the chip itself is nine dollars, but if you buy this in kind of handheld enclosure, it's I think it's about sixty dollars. But uh, the micro bit itself is it's just gone on sale in the states, and it's been available in the UK for the last year. They're about seven pounds or maybe nine dollars, something like that. Just nothing. And it has uh, a grid of LEDs on the front, a couple of buttons. It's got built-in compass, accelerometer. Now, you've, you've programmed um, to have a little sayings or yeah, countdown so, timing. So, timer, so, so exactly, yeah. I have a. Um, you can program this using Python or JavaScript, or you can use Scratch, which is like one of these kind of kid, kid-friendly, a bit like Automator, where you right. kind of build up programs by dragging blocks yeah, around. Right. Yeah, um, And I used that the other night to basically put something so it, it does something. Um, and, yeah, if I shake it, then it, it says the word Mac stock across the screen. It kind of scrolls it across like that. Uh, and then if you use the buttons, you can actually bring up a countdown time, a count up timer. Count up, yeah, count yeah. up. So um, just to show kind of what you can do. But that program took me about ten minutes to. to and and you're plugged in to just an iPhone battery charger. Exactly. Just you just need something. You can get a, a like a three volt battery card that goes on the back of this to power it up. And some people use it for. Um, kind of name badges and kind of things yeah like i'm trying to think what that would be good for i mean it's more about learning programming than actual usefulness of that device well it's in in a school environment it has this um kind of contacts on the bottom which you can connect stuff to with crocodile clips and then they uh you know you can then read read stuff in and out of it so uh i've seen an application in a school where you connect a thermistor to one of these ports, to two of these ports at the bottom, write a program that measures the temperature that's coming through the thermistor, through the voltage changes, right. and then these have radios in, so they will talk to other microbits. So the application I saw, they had the thermistor in a, in a tank of water, and they were measuring the temperature of the water, and then when the temperature fell between a certain level, it was using radio to talk to another microbit that would then fire up an actuator and tip warm or cold water, water back in to, 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 to equalize the yeah. temperature. So, you know, that's the sort of thing. It's The advantage of the microbit is that because it's it doesn't have a display, it doesn't have a keyboard, you can't kind of use it like that. You have to think about an application and design... 
kind of way of making it using it which is i think is what you need for a classroom environment because kids really have to kind of solve a problem using this as the tool and you know one of the talks yesterday was if then then that yeah if if this then if this then that that would be a good little computer for exactly those kind of exactly yeah and in fact i i uh, while while that presentation was going on, I pulled out my phone and kind of searched micro bit if this then that, and I found um, somebody who actually had an Arduino board to give them the internet network connections because this only has Bluetooth; it doesn't have right. a TCP/IP stack. Um, to give them the internet connectivity to allow if this and that work with these, and so you can actually trigger these using that uh, web service if you want to. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a flight out tomorrow. Uh huh. How long does it take to get back to? Uh, I know it got really loud, but believe yeah. it or not, uh, I think a session just let out. No, I don't yeah. think so. I think that's uh, just Geyserol and a couple people <laughs> over there being loud. Yeah, uh, it's about um, I think it's about eight hours from Chicago to Dublin, and that's then not too bad. and then uh, I've got a little bit of a layover, and then a quick hop back to Manchester. I'll get back in the middle of the afternoon tomorrow, tomorrow. afternoon in, in Britain. Yeah. Well, well, well sorry, that Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that would be Tuesday. Yeah. You because it's an overnight flight. Well, I'm fly, uh, flying. I'm driving out just as soon as your talk is over. I, I said it's you, towards the end of anyway. You didn't have to hold on for my talk. No, you I wanted could to leave it. early. Um, I might leave well, before my heckle. talk as well. I got to stay there and heckle you. <laughs> but I no, I'm I'm interested in seeing the whole presentation. Um, I wish they would have put you on the first day because I think there's more people here yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, a few people said, oh, I'd like to see the talk, but I have to leave because I've got a flight or I've got a long way to drive. So, yeah. so yeah, it seems like the, the MacStack buzz has been pretty positive. Yeah, everyone seems to have enjoyed themselves. But I have to be honest, it seems like a smaller crowd this year. I think there's certainly a, a few people kind of certain on the, on the – Podcasting and kind of internet side who were here last year who aren't here. I mean, Don, Don McAllis is traveling this year, so yep. he's not been able to come. Uh, and wasn't Adam Christensen here yeah, last he year? Here yeah, last year, yeah. Um, so I, I think there is a slightly narrower crowd than there was last year. Yeah. Um, just, I guess, because of circumstances. And, now, we haven't talked know. to Mike about next year to see if it's official yet. He's going to have a Mac Stock 2018. Yeah, I, I don't know yet. Well, hope maybe he... he He'll close the show today, so I, maybe he'll he'll talk about that. I, I won't be here for that. You can no. let me know. I will do. Text me, uh, just video it, and then you can send me the, No, don't do that, because I'm not going to watch it. Um, if he wasn't busy, we'd have him on the show and yeah. ask him directly. Yep. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> so, well, my daughter is uh, texting me, and she says, can we dye my hair blue? I'm not kidding. That's what she does. <laughs> Can we dye my hair blue? I'm not even going to respond. <laughs> yes. Because I'm not getting in trouble. You don't want to get into that conversation. Yeah. And then uh, Owen Rubin just texted me too. Look, right there. Okay. Thank you. Great. Podcast next week. I don't know what that means. I don't know why though, but um, I think Owen will be on the show in the next week or two. Well, next you week know. will be this show. Yeah. But so, but the week after, maybe we'll. Um, yeah, I'll be we'll on vacation, an actual yeah. vacation. So, which so maybe is I'll rare. do a show with him. Me taking I, a vacation. I, you know what? I was, I'd said this to you before is because I, I, I go on vacation every year, and I, I thought to myself, just the ones on my way out here, because obviously this is like a mini vacation right. for me, a few days. I thought Tim never goes away. 
No. I can't remember the time you last time you said, "Oh, I can't do the show because I'm on vacation." Right. But you are going on vacation in a couple of weeks. It's a it's for a, a weekend basically. Right. Julie and I are taking Brooke and Cole. Brittany was going to come, but she's she just got a new job. She can't get it off. So. Yeah. And we're going to drive up to uh, a couple of places, northern Michigan. One of them, Traverse City, where Rick Stringer lives. Right, but okay. But he's not going to be there. Oh, right. He's going to be in Oklahoma or something like that. But, you know, it's just a getaway. Three days. Yeah. We leave early Friday morning, come back late Sunday night. Um, the problem is, and it's exactly, and this that's two weeks from now. The problem with it, though, is the same problem I'm going to have tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, this time to... tomorrow, I'll be at work. Yeah. So you're going to have to make up some work time. I have to make up some work time, but I'm, we're going to get in late Sunday, yeah. just like I'm going to get in late Sunday tonight. And then Mondays, I work 9 a.m. till 8 p.m. Wow. I work 11 hours. Yeah. That's a long time. And then the next day, I'll be able to sleep in will be Friday. So this Friday, I'm yeah. going to work because I missed yeah. Saturday. Awesome. And so basically, anybody who wants to go and buy a car from Tim this week... Yeah, don't do it on Monday. You're going to walk in, and you're going to say, I want to buy a car, and he's going to go, what do you want? What? what? Um, Get out of my no, face. I'm usually pretty good about stuff like that, yeah. though. I can hide it pretty well. <laughs> so we were talking about comic books at the restaurant this morning. We were, and yeah. Was it you that said it makes you feel like doing a geeky, or was that... Yeah, no, it was me, yeah, it was because it was like doing Geekiest Show ever, because we started by talking about movies, and we talked about movies for about 20 minutes, and then we kind of moved on to comics. So, right, yeah. because Guy used to read comics pretty religiously, and he's kind of way out of it. Yeah. I've stayed up with the Marvel stuff, not as much DC, but definitely the Marvel stuff. I've, I've got to admit, a lot of what you're talking about kind of blew my mind, because I... I I get very tired with all this event stuff. And, I do too. And, and the world-shifting stuff that the comic book writers do. Right. I kind of like the simpler stories, you know, where the guy uh, the guy or the girl is set up as the hero. You kind of know what they can do, and then things happen to them. But, you know, it, it doesn't involve the entire universe being reshaped around them. Well, what, and what kind of sparked this was Marvel basically did away with a lot of the alternate timelines or the alternate Earths such as the ultimate, where I thought that was one of the best things they've done in the last yeah. decade. And they rolled it all back into the proper universe. Of course, some stories have already inter- reintroduced some of the yeah. stuff. It's like, well, so you're just kind of undoing all that great. But they took some characters that were in other universes that had no ties to the Marvel Universe proper, right. and they put them in there. And I don't like that either, for the most part. See, see to me... A universe kind of makes sense in the way that Marvel are doing it with the with the movies, right? You know, because you want to you want to kind of build interest in that sort of thing. But, but in my simple view, a comic book was always a comic book. It was about the guy or the girl you were reading about. If you wanted to read right. about She Hulk, then you would watch you would read She Hulk, and it would be She Hulk stories. And yeah, it was fine if, if characters popped up every now and again. But I had no interest in. Um, a, a comic book line kind of merging into somebody else's and continuity right. and, and all of a sudden being part of their story. Because, of course, the reason they do that is to try and encourage you to read more books. Correct. So, you know, if you want to really follow what happened to Deadpool, you had to read, you know, a few uh, X-Force comics because they he was inter- intersecting with them and stuff like that, you know. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know... I don't mind the guest star, but there was a while there that like Wolverine was popping up in everyone's comic book, or Batman was in every comic book. Yeah, that's like eh, okay, they're just doing it for sales now. Yeah, but mm-hmm. when they kind of consolidated these different concept universes, they actually did it pretty well. Right, much better than DC generally does when it comes to doing that. 
but I do like how it's all connected in the movie universe. Speaking yeah. of, have you seen Spider-Man yet? I haven't, no. In fact, um, I was kind of hoping I could go and sit tomorrow, but I have other plans now. You got tonight. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I could go tonight. I mean, there's um, a movie theater, literally. I don't know if there's my, uh, there, I'm sure they are. I, I don't know whether my uh, my good lady would be disappointed with me if I was to go see it without her. So I'll, I'll have well, to. You could do that and not tell her. I, I could, and then, because, <laughs> let's face it, I, I'm pretty sure already from what I've seen online and what you've said about it that I'm going to probably... It's the sort of movie I, I wouldn't be disappointed about seeing more than once. So. I, I would say, honestly, it's the fifth best Marvel movie. Right. I still say Avengers is the best, yeah. simply because of the spectacle, and it, this, that had just never been done before. Yeah. Um, number two is Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Right. It was just a, it's a brilliant movie from start to finish. Yeah. Then the three Captain America movies. In no, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Civil War, and then the first Captain America. Right. Yeah. Then yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Spider Man might actually be better than the first Captain America movie. Okay. Good. It's just really good. Some people keep saying, well, it's like if John Hughes did a... Well, it's not no. quite that. I always say that because it's set in a high school. Yeah. Well, they are trying to get a little bit of that vibe, but I wouldn't go quite that far. Right. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it is very good. Good. And we're back. And we're back. A little bit of a break right there. Because yeah. we're at a convention center. So, well, That's right. not a center, but... Somebody uh, came up, saw something cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'll edit that part out or not. Probably not. Leave it in. Who knows? And if you have, all the people listening are, what the hell is he talking about? Because they don't know. Because I've got the Raspberry Pi retro Pi game system set up right on the other side of where we're sitting at the same table. And yep. It's a video game system. People are going to come up and pick up the controller and ask questions. And I think ne- next year we need a 55-inch TV connected to that. Really, That'd be all right. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like our sponsor, OWC, is all packed up. They're getting ready to leave. But yeah. they had a giveaway. I don't know if they've done the giveaway yet. I don't, I don't think, think so. I I'm, see the products. Yeah, over there. I don't think they have. So it's really kind of cool. It's, um, it's uh, what's it called? The OWC... Um, Envoy. Envoy, that's right. Yeah. So this is, it looks like a thumb drive, but this is no thumb drive. It's USB 3. Yeah. Uh, it and has ba- an SSD in it. Yeah, it has an MSATA SSD in there yeah. and uh, a proper... USB 3 to MSATA converter. And, uh, yeah, so it's basically as close as you can get. I have like two of them at home. I I don't use it all the time, but when I have to transfer something, I always use that because it's so much faster. It's it's as good as you can get to having an SSD thumb drive. It's an aluminum enclosure, so it feels right in your hand. It doesn't feel cheap. Now, a lot of people may be thinking, well, you know, you can buy just a USB thumb drive, and they're plenty fast. But actually, they're not. They're not all made equal. I was talking to IWC about this before. I found that the, the, the regular USB 3 drives, you, find, you tend to find kind of the, the lower end of the, of the OK ones will probably beat USB 2 by about 20%, but that's yeah. all, which is not really that fast. And when you've got a big drive, like a 32 or 64 gig drive, and you, you do a lot of, of, of moving stuff over, then that is, um, that's a bit of an issue, really. It can take a long time. This, this thing can actually saturate the USB 3 bus. So um, it will go as fast as USB 3 can go. Um, and that is a substantial improvement over even the fastest USB 3 thumb drives. So if you want to run virtual machines off there or you want to have a, a really large media storage and you want to be able to pull things on and off there really quickly, then that's that's kind of what you want. So um, I don't know whether 
as speakers and as somebody who's a former OWC employee, Tim, whether we're um, exempted from uh, from being able to win that or not. Do yep. you think? Do you think you're allowed to win? I think so. You think so? I think okay. so. You've already got two, though, so you shouldn't be allowed to win. I, I should still win. I, I'm going to go in and take your thing out so I've got a better chance of winning. <laughs> so I did want to, on the last show, obviously, which we recorded half of earlier today, but that was last week for the listeners. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't really get into any feedback or anything because we're here. Well, yeah. we do use the shared notes in the Mac for our notes now. We do. show notes. The only thing we've got is from... John Nemo, he sent it in on uh, Friday the 7th of July, and it's about episode 309. And he wrote from Nemo, Enjoying the first part of your latest talk show where you talk about the data hogging on iOS downloads. David and Tim, or David and Tim, um, how about the Mac? Are you aware of the zillion of Chrome download files that stay hidden without any users knowing about them, consuming loads of space, and nobody knows either that that either that they are that's your phone yeah yeah um in other words chrome does the same thing yeah um and it does but it doesn't hey i'm aware that certainly in the past and 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 definitely on windows chrome when every time it downloaded a new version would kind of cache all the old versions behind right uh, and kind of hide those in its application bundle so the bundle grew bigger and bigger over time and that could be a problem. That could be a problem, but it's not using... Here's the, here's the difference. Space is a premium on a mobile device, not as much on a computer, desktop computer. It can be, yeah. but for the most part, it probably isn't. And I find the, the biggest sin of taking up space is everything sitting in everyone's download folder. Yeah. From the 20 different versions of Flash that they accidentally downloaded... And the installers are sitting in the download folder to stuff they a PDF that they downloaded two years ago. It's all still sitting in the download folder. Yeah, it's it's hard to stay on top of that. It is. Um, you, have you have to be to, very diligent. You do. Yeah, you have to be quite ruthless. And, and I try to get that way. I I almost made a script once that said if after a certain amount of time delete files in this folder. Yeah. But I decided. Yeah, you know what? I'd hate to. To have that and then just not be around my computer for a while, get busy, and then, yeah. oops, that's accidentally downloaded. The problem is sometimes you download something you need to work on straight away, which means you you think, oh, I'm going to work on it straight away. So you don't move it, and then right. it stays there. And then you finish with it, and then mentally you're thinking, okay, I've changed that. I've done what I need to do with it, and it's on my computer, so therefore I don't need to worry about it. Right. If you then had a script that came along and cleaned that up after a while, you'd, be, be, right. you'd be upset. Yeah. yeah. But as far as Chrome specifically hiding things, I, I also I do like that the level of control Chrome gives you, especially the ability to not load plugins unless it's actually needed, and then ask you first, i.e. specifically Flash. Yeah. Uh, it will do that with JavaScript, too, if you get into the advanced features or advanced settings. But that's the way I think it should be, Yeah. especially with a web browser. Don't load all this crap unless you ask me. I guess part of the worry with Chrome is that, you know, it's a Google product and sometimes stuff kind of comes in through the back door and then stays there and uh, that is part of Google's overall business model. Uh, and yeah. I guess I suppose that would be a worry. 
It is, but I do like the convenience that I live. It's funny. I live in the Apple ecosystem. I also live in the Google ecosystem and the Amazon ecosystem. Yeah. And there's reasons I like all of them, and each one of them have drawbacks yeah. that you don't even know about without you know doing some research. Yeah. I've got to be honest. On my Mac, I on my Windows computer at work, I use Chrome because all the other browsers on Windows are horrible. But on the Mac, I prefer to use Safari because, I, you know, talking about the ecosystem, I like the fact that if I'm browsing stuff on Safari, when I go to my uh, iPad or my iPhone, I can see what see the tabs I've got open. I can see what I've been browsing. You can do that on Chrome, though, too. Can you? Sure. How do you do Well, the, if I was using then Chrome on those other devices. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but the point is on the, on, the, on the iPad, I don't want to be using Chrome. I want to be using Safari. Why? Because it's built... It's built as a system. It's faster than Chrome on Safari. I don't know. On, on it, iOS. Chrome is really fast on iOS. Yeah? Yeah. That's what I use on iOS. Yeah. Um, in fact... It's, it's still not... You can't make it the default browser, though. You still... No, if you, you click on a link in Mail, it's going to open Safari. I know. So I prefer Which to... Which me off. Yeah. Well, that's... That may change over time, but that's the way things are at the moment. Yeah. You know, so... I don't know. I don't like that choice being taken away from me. Yeah. Same thing with Mail, though. If I click a, a, a link... In a web browser on iOS, it automatically goes to the Apple Mail program. In, in, that's and right. I don't yeah. use Apple Mail because no, it's yeah, a piece of junk. You use Outlook. I use yeah. Outlook, yeah. which I know some people. Oh, Microsoft. It's a good app. It's a good app. I, I like it a lot. It works much better for me than the Apple Mail program. But yeah. yet, I can't set that as the default. Yeah. We'll see whether I'm using. I'm using Google and Microsoft programs the most on my iOS Apple device. Yeah, but that's well. Microsoft has really embraced using other platforms rather than Windows because they've recognised. Yeah, absolutely, and and they've they've put a lot of investment into those apps. I mean, Outlook on iOS is is probably one of the best apps they do. To be honest, they 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 purchased a company, but they've continued to develop it, and and it really is quite good. Um, you know the. the Google Apple thing is there's always going to be a point. In fact, Google everybody because Google and Microsoft also don't get along, and and so Google likes to put its own kind of Chinese walls around its its stuff and everything else. So, yeah, you know, yeah. is that your phone buzzing? It was. Yeah. 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 So we should we're going to wrap this up. It's a half hour episode. I think that's probably good for. Sure. Yeah. What I'll do is recorded a week late earlier. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if. Uh, if anything dramatic in tech happens this week, then uh, that we want to talk about, then then we can either record solo or kind of do something together if we have time. And uh, and yeah, certainly when you're away, I'm going to speak to Owen and see if he can come on a show with me. I don't oh, I'm enjoy sure doing would. a show with him again. Yeah, yeah. He brings a unique perspective. I like listening to. Yeah. So with that, we want to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. Of course, we want to thank our sponsor, MacSales.com, OWC. Um, you know, they've been sponsoring this for quite a while, David. Yeah. We got a nice tour of the facility like we talked about last week. Yeah. They've been, you know, I know people that work there because I work there. Yeah. So it was kind of nice for me to see Rich, who was manning the OWC booth here at MacStock. Yeah. And uh, get to hang out with him a little bit. And, yeah. uh, and they brought a lot of nice stuff down. To show. I mean, it wasn't well, they like. Do. Yeah, it wasn't like it was just one or two products. They had a whole two tables full of stuff. Yeah. And, really you know. envious of. The person that can afford all the stuff on that table. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. not me. <laughs> um, well, of course, I don't need a Helios. I'm not doing graphic editing and need yeah. an external, you know, GPU. Well, really, everybody should have an external GPU. I think. Well, you know, yeah. why not? Maybe two or three. Yeah. Uh, we do want to encourage you guys to send us feedback. It's the show at techmanpodcast.com. 
That's T H E S H O W at TechFan Pod. Dot podcast.com. I almost See, screwed it up. Yeah, I screwed up. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Try to get overthinking it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd love to get your feedback. Uh, we did send, a, or, uh, as not part of the tech fan, but on the MyMac Twitter feed, because that's the one that's always kind of the default yeah. on my phone. Uh, I did some live video here. Cool. That, yeah. yeah. Out there on the either. So if you go to at MyMac, scroll down to what is today? Uh, it's the uh, 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 the date. The 16th. 16th, yeah. If you go to June 16th at the at my Mac Twitter feed, you'll see some live video that I did walking around. I, I've got you on video, Guy. Um, yeah, I apologize for that, everyone. Yeah, well, yeah. you really should be wearing pants. I'm and just just, just to mention, when, when we're talking about feedback, I'm aware, obviously aware, that we've had a couple of other bits of feedback that are about things we've talked about in the past couple of weeks. So um, I'll pick them up on the okay, show we good. do with Owen and, yeah. and, and address those. Because we, so. we didn't put them in the shared notes. That's, no, I that's don't right, have them yeah. here So with I me. need to pull everything together. And you know, it's funny. It, I, yeah. I brought my laptop. My 17-inch MacBook Pro. I've used it once when we yeah. recorded the beginning of last episode with Tom in the hotel room. Otherwise, it's been in the bag the whole time. Yeah. Everything I've been doing was a couple games that I played last night and the night before in the hotel on my iPad. Yeah. Maybe 10 minutes worth, and then reading on the iPad. And yeah. everything else has been my iPhone. Uh-huh. But not a whole lot of that either. I haven't been doing a lot of techie stuff. <laughs> Which is kind of weird, considering we're at a tech conference. Right. Yeah. Just, eh, it's nothing new or fresh or... Check my emails, check a few things, put it away. Yep. Talk to people. Exactly. That's what I like about this conference is we're talking to people. Communication. I, I still meet new people, but less new people because it's the third year. Yeah. So let's go find out what's going on, David. All right, then. And uh, I look forward to listening to you and uh, Owen Rubin next week. Okay, cool. Cool.